Good morning. We are so glad you're here. It's good to see you all. My name is Jan Gordon, and I'm a member at JRUUC. It's good to be together again and to be reminded that our beloved community lives and breathes not only within the walls of our building at the corner of 4th and East Johnson, but beyond as well. This is a virtual space of radical love, and we're so glad that you're here. Whatever the color of your skin, what you believe in, where you come from, how you got here, how you identify yourself, who or how you love, how your body moves through space, we're so glad that you're here. Come, bring your heart, your hopes, and your hands. You are welcome here. We especially welcome all of you who are worshiping with us for the first time. We're glad that you're here, and we hope that you'll come to our virtual coffee hour after the service for conversation. Just stay on this Zoom meeting to participate. And please visit our website if you would like to learn more about our congregation and Unitarian Universalism. You can find announcements on our website, as well as on our Facebook page and through our weekly e-news. Please contact us at office at jruuc.org if you would like to receive our weekly email. Our service is being led today by the Reverend Karen Armina. If you have a joy or sorrow that you would like to share today, please send it to candle at jruuc.org or type it into the Zoom chat feature. We ask that you do this before the end of Message for All Ages and we'll read your joy or sorrow later in the service. We'll be inviting everyone to enable their video at the end of this service so we can see each other. We invite you into this virtual space with music. You may want to gather your home chalice or a candle at this time so that you can light it with us later in the service. Let us move now into our time of worship. Good morning. Come, whoever you are, wherever you are. This next hour is ours to share, to remind us to keep our hearts wide open, to let our shoulders, our jawlines, our clenched bodies relax, to remember that we are not alone. I invite you Put your hands over your heart and take a breath. Letting yourself feel all there is to feel this morning. Let it fill you, your breath and your feels, and then breathe it out. Take another breath. Let yourself feel what is out in the world this morning. Let it fill you, your breath and the world. And then breathe it out. Come, whoever you are, wherever you are, and let us worship together. I invite everyone to light your chalices at home while Reverend Karen lights the Reed chalice. 
The words for lighting our chalice come from the Reverend Celia Thurston. We've adapted them slightly. I light this chalice for all the times you have lit this chalice. For every time you struck the match or flicked that zapper thing or empowered a nervous Sunday morning attendee to do the same. I light this chalice for all that you've done, for all you've suggested and cultivated and created and led. I light this chalice for your being here now, out of compassion, out of commitment, within the tender balance between distance and connection. I light this chalice for the time you have spent giving of yourself, your time, your talent, your treasure. I light this chalice for you. I invite you to repeat that last line with me. I light this chalice for you. Please join in our musical response led today by Sophie Hanauer. May the light which is before you merge around the same light within you. As Unitarian Universalists, we find wisdom and inspiration in many places. Jewish and Christian scriptures and other sacred texts, the arts, science, nature, and our own experiences. Our tradition keeps us open to revelation from many sources. This morning's wisdom comes from the rabbi Jack Reamer. We cannot merely pray to you, O God, to end war, for we know that you made the world in a way that we must find our own path of peace within ourselves and with our neighbor. We cannot merely pray to you, O God, to root out prejudice, for you have already given us eyes with which to see the good in all people. If we could only use them rightly. We cannot merely pray to you, O God, to end starvation, for you have already given us the resources with which to feed the entire world, if only we would use them wisely. We cannot merely pray to you, O God, to end despair. For you have already given us the power to clear away slums and to give hope. If we could only use our power justly. We cannot merely pray to you, O God, to end disease. For you have already given us great minds with which to search out cures and healing. If we would only use them constructively. Therefore, we pray to you instead, O oh God, for strength, determination, and willpower to do instead of just to pray, to become instead of merely to wish. Thank you, Jan. Before I was called to serve this congregation, I was a member of the First Unitarian Church in Holbert, Indiana. They open worship every Sunday by saying their affirmation of faith. It goes like this. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest for truth is its sacrament and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love and to help one another. This is an adaptation of the covenant that the Unitarian minister James Vila Blake wrote in 1894 
to try to encapsulate the beliefs of the Unitarians of his day. Reverend Blake used religious language to ground the ordinary actions of love, service, and the quest for truth in faith, not unlike the way Rabbi Abraham <clears throat> Excuse me, the way a Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel described marching in Selma in 1965 as praying with my feet, or the way Frederick Douglass said a hundred years earlier, I prayed for freedom for 20 years but received no answer until I prayed with my legs. I want to invite us to do the same. What does it mean for us modern Unitarian Universalists to ground service in our faith, to think of service as prayer? For me, it means to act as if that action is sacred, which means as if it were something that fills me with that feeling of awe or reverence. So it's another way of saying it's an act of connecting with the sacred, which includes us, but is bigger than the sum of all of us. And often that act of connecting with the sacred happens when we're offering something of ourselves to the larger whole. That's what I think Rabbi Heschel was talking about. So service as prayer means more than giving of our time, talent, and treasure, although that giving can be the mechanism. It means believing that the giving of ourselves and our gifts is sacred, reverential, connective, it means that the part of belonging to this beloved community is knowing that the whole we create together is greater than the sum of our parts. Not only do we want to support our congregation because we care for each other, but because we love and believe in who we are as a body and what we are to our community together. In that spirit, I've asked a couple of people who have stepped into leadership roles here at Reeve to share some reflections on their service this morning. Isaac Gadiant and Thomas Lund. Good morning, everyone. Whenever Megan and I first started attending Reeve, whenever we moved to Madison in October of 2018, we were welcomed heartily and we fell in love with the congregation in all its ways, the people, the space, the vibe, the, the fantastic feelings of being filled and emptied at the same time every service. And it was several services in whenever we learned the opportunity to become members and to join a membership covenant group, as it were. Uh, and I believe it was maybe late spring or early summer by the time we signed the book. But uh, an interesting thing happened where this was back in the times whenever we actually showed up in the building for services, we would get asked a lot. Um, oh, hi, welcome, which is super welcoming. It's super lovely. Are you new here? And we would at first think it was kind of cute. I'm looking Megan's here off the screen. Can you say hi? We'd say, oh, yeah, no, we've been coming for a while. And then after we'd signed the book and been members and uh, we still got asked, oh, hi, uh, are you new here? And I think we even had member tags. We started to feel not upset or offended, but just a little curious, like, why? Why don't people remember us? And then I was like, it just occurred to me, oh, 
I think one of the things we love about Reeve is everybody is together in so many ways. And we were really just showing up for services. We were there almost every weekend, but we showed up, sat down, sang a little, uh, held hands whenever that was safe to do. And that was our engagement with Reeve, which was spiritually fulfilling and lovely. But the people that we knew were people that came and talked to us mostly. And the people that knew us were people who bothered to get to know us. And so being a little shy, a little introverted, I think it occurred to me that the way to socially integrate with Reeb was to get active. But more than just having more people's phone numbers or uh, names and faces joined more clearly in my head, socially, as friends, the thing that changed in me was I volunteered for so many different activities that I showed vulnerability and my willingness to put my time and my body there with you all. But, and Megan as well, we, we kind of equally dove in it more than just, more than, more than just becoming a part of teams or groups or committees or anything. Um, we were vulnerable with you all and you all were vulnerable with us and we we're helping each other, working with each other, and serving each other in the congregation. But for me, it, it, it filled and emptied me in a very different way than just a service can do. And service is very powerful. I, I don't know why I didn't write about why we call it a Sunday service and we're talking about service that happens outside of that hour. But just came to the noggin. Anyway, uh, I am your board president-elect uh, as of next month, I think. And... You might not know who I am. I'm speaking to you all, and some of you might not even recognize my face, know my name, know much about me, and I might be just as surprised as you are about that. But I can tell you that that probably happened because of the sort of loving convection of service of Reed. It, I, I got, it, I was asked to do one thing, which inspired me to do another thing, which called me in to do yet another thing, and I was inspired by maybe my higher power, God, and, and all that, but mostly you all. Uh, you all are filled with spirit and service and love, and you have those values that uh, Unitarian Universalism espouses, but I just see in you, and I uh, hope to be more and more like you and to get to know you better and better, and I do that through showing up how I can, when I can. So uh, I, I think I got voted board president-elect simply because one thing led to another is kind of how it happened for me. So I would like to state my gratitude and uh, hope, hopefully show some humility in that I hope we can get to know each other and I hope I can get to know you and I'll probably do that by giving, giving the opportunity to help you out in some way or if we can work together because that's, I think, how I find myself in right relation with my fellows here at Reeb is being of service. Um, I have a kind of spiritual path that tells me that I live in my head a lot and I can be very, very selfish and I cannot be considerate of others. And I don't want to be that way. I don't want to live that life. And so rather than being trapped in selfishness and being greedy with my time and uh, my energy, I want to give it away so that I can sort of smash the ego and lose myself. And in losing and emptying, the toxicity of my own ego, I can be of service to you all 
in the ways that you inspire me to do so. And therefore, all the things that I lose is this toxicity, is this negativity and egocentrism. And the things that I gain are friends, fellows, comrades, co-conspirators, uh, Reber's, I love you and you help. It's only been this fall, it'll be two years, but you've helped me make the person I am today already. And uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be of service. And you will continue to teach me how I do that. Well, um, as an introverted worship associate, I cannot begin to describe to you the terror I felt when I had to find someone to light the chalice before service. I have no problem wearing a pair of, March, of Groucho Marx glasses, but lighting the chalice included walking up to someone and actually asking them to help out. It also included calling them by their name. I'm not good with names. But my service as a worship associate meant that I was sharing an opportunity to serve, and that helped. This wasn't a chore. Um, I also find working with people on a shared goal, doing service helps me remember. Right now, I am totally at ease. The chalice is lit virtually, and everyone's names are right under their camera views. When we return to in-person worship, I'll be back awkwardly saying hello and inviting you to share a small act of service. Please wear your name tag. Thank you. I see a very specific difference between performing a service at Reeb and volunteering. To me, being a volunteer is very specific and very temporary. It's about a task you do and then stop doing in a specific place that you walk away from at the end of your shift. Service, on the other hand, is about staying with the work and realizing that you have been doing it all along. It's only now that you have taken a moment to call it something other than helping out. Back when we were in the building, if you remember to put your dishes in the tub and rinse them out first, that was service. The snow lottery is called the lottery because it's about winning the chance to shovel. Shoveling snow as a volunteer is about removing snow. Shoveling snow as a service means that you are making it safe for people to walk. So thinking about service, thinking about helping as a service to me means that it is linked to a higher purpose than simply finishing a task. So when I serve on a committee, I'm not looking for a specific set of outcomes to reach and then leave. I'm looking for a way to help Reeb continue to exist and continue to give me and everyone else the support and safety that we all need and all cherish. And so I continue to serve. Isaac and Thomas, thank you so very much. There are a lot of people who are part of this community. And there are just as many ways to serve. Most years, our board finds a way to help everyone think of a thing that they've done in service to our congregation. And to recognize all that effort, we usually call volunteering. I wanna reframe that a little bit this year. I invite you all now 
to reflect for a moment on what you've received as you've taken some action to serve this congregation. It doesn't have to be a leadership role. It could be as simple as listening to someone's story during coffee hour. It is all sacred work. And if you're new to this space, or if this frame isn't helpful to you for any other reason, I invite you to reflect for a moment on some other community, some organization, some group that you have been a part of. I'm going to give you a couple of moments of silence for this. Friends, I am grateful for each and every one of you and for what you have offered and what you continue to offer this beloved community. Your connection, your intention, your presence, and your acts of service make who we are and make who we are to our community sacred. Blessed be and amen. This congregation is committed to service to our community. And so we give half of the unrestricted Sunday offering to local organizations whose work furthers our mission. This morning, our Share the Plate donations will go to the Boys and Girls Club of Dane County, which works to inspire and empower all young people, especially those who need us the most, to reach their full potential as productive, responsible, and caring adults. Our recipient was chosen at the last minute after the attack on Althea Bernstein. Althea's mother has turned down financial support and requested that donations to this organization be made in her name instead. Donations can be made by typing the link you see on the screen into your web browser. The link will also be shared in chat. In the spirit of love and for the continuing work of this congregation, we will now take the offering. For the gifts received and the gifts which we ourselves are, may we be truly grateful. Yet more than that, may we be committed to using these gifts to make a difference in the world, to increase love and justice, to decrease hate and oppression, to expand our beloved community, to share and to keep sharing as long as ever we can. Amen. Friends, I want to start this time of sharing with something I'm feeling, something I've been feeling, something that has been building that you may be feeling too. This is an unprecedented time in our lives. Black people in our city, people some of us know, are being attacked. Althea Bernstein is one of us 
brought up at First Unitarian Society. And even if she weren't a sibling in our faith, she is a sibling in our humanity that deserves better than this. Our siblings, Black, Indigenous, and people of color everywhere in this country are being harmed, if not actively targeted by individuals and by the institutions that are supposed to serve us all. There is misunderstanding, hate, fear, complicit silence, and it is seeping into my spirit. It is seeping into many of our spirits. And on top of it all, we're having to limit our physical contact simply to stay safe and to protect each other. We can't sit together. We can't hold hands. We can't hug each other. We can't sing together. Children are learning that it's dangerous to go near anyone. Dear ones, beloveds, my reflection was a call to remember our congregation as a body. Now I'm naming my, what might be happening in our individual bodies. The overwhelm, the bubbling over of emotion, the fear, the anger, the impotence. Everything we are feeling is real. And I remind you that we are still right here for each other. Please reach out to me or to a friend when, no, before you are overwhelmed. In the meantime, I light a candle for all of us in this virtual space, in our congregation, in our aching city, in our world. I love you all and I need you to survive. Know that, just like in our physical sanctuary, this virtual space through which we now connect is made sacred by our presence and our intention. May we remember that we carry with us the power to make sacred space everywhere. May we hold the love, the courage, and the strength that we learn and practice here and do everything we can to move them out into the world knowing that we have enough and that we are enough. Go in peace, my friends, blessed be, and amen. I invite you to extinguish your home chalice as I extinguish our reed chalice.